This is the Crazy Beautiful Life Podcast. I'm Bethany, but most people call me B, and I'm your host. From health and wellness, money moves, environmentalism, lifestyle design, and more, this podcast helps inspire you to live your most crazy beautiful life. Hello, crazy beautiful people, and welcome back to the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. Welcome to the ninth day of Podmas. Today, we are joined by another guest. My good friend Carter is on the show today. Carter, welcome to the Crazy Beautiful Life. Oh my gosh, hello. Uh, Good evening. I'm so, so excited to be here. I've been a fan since day one (laughs) before this Crazy Beautiful Life is just a crazy beautiful embryo. And I'm I'm just so happy to be here and be on, like, I feel like I'm like on like like SNL right now, like, oh my gosh, hello. Aw, thank you for coming on the show. I know it's, like, weird to be, like, on a podcast and, like, whatever and, like, putting your voice out there, but it's so much fun. I mean, and like, yeah, I'm just ready to, like, do this. Ooh. People want to hear so what you have to say, which I think is, like, the coolest thing ever, and I'm just fired up because, I mean, you look cute, you look festive, it's just I a good my day. I Santa hat on, and, like, I just want to reach out to, like, these people that want to hear what I say. Um, I don't know if you have me on Snapchat, but I definitely uh, say a lot of things on there. (laughs) I love it. I literally can't believe Christmas is three days away. Oh, oh, that's that's coming up quick. Isn't that crazy? Because this goes up tomorrow morning and then it's like three days until Christmas. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays. I love Christmas. Is there anything that you hope Santa puts under your tree this year? Okay, so um, my family decided to go really, really, really small and, like, only do stockings this year. We just wanted to focus on, like, family time. Oh, my God, I, was, like, I love you know, that. Cute. And I was like, oh, like, so nice, so pure, so wholesome. So I was like, okay, I will only ask for things that fit in my stocking. You know what? Because, like, I'm pretty humble. So, like, an Apple Watch, my $60 face cream, <laughs> um, you know what? And just, like, a new, like, electric shaver that's only, like, $180. So, like, I just, like, really wanted to keep it humble this year. And, like, wanted to make sure, like, they're just small items. I think that is such a good idea. Honestly, <laughs> the only thing I want under my tree this year is a car. And if it's not a car, I'm, like, filing a lawsuit. You're just like, sorry, Mom and Dad, I want new ones. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> All right, Karen. <laughs> So everyone, for today's episode, Carter and I are drinking some wine. We're having some bevies um, mm-hmm. for um, for reasons that because sometimes my boss listens to my podcast. I am not recording this in the morning before work. It is the evening time, and I'm having some bevies. <laughs> and Carter and I are going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about the things that make Carter's life crazy and beautiful. And trust me, you guys. This guy has the most crazy, beautiful life. You are going to love it. Also, we both reached out to our followers and we put the word out there that we were looking for some questions and some things to talk about. And we have a lot to go through. So this is going to be really, really fun. I am fired up. And if you didn't get the memo, Carter and I are best friends. Oh, beyond best friends. <laughs> it's like a life <laughs> sentence at this point, to be honest. Exactly. What are you drinking, you know, like of, Oh, I am drinking. I don't know if you guys know this, but I work for Cottage Springs. Um, and Cottage Springs is a vodka soda, vodka water brand. And we are based out of Toronto. And I just want to say, <laughs> this is the best stuff I've ever had. 
loved it before I worked for them, love it now. Great. You guys should all try it. So Honestly, I fully agree. I absolutely adore Cottage Springs. And I just love it because sometimes I find with vodka sodas, it tastes so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it just tastes yeah. like drinking nail like polish taste... remover. Okay, yes. Like, literally, when I think vodka soda, like, I usually think, like, tequila jacks, vodka soda, and it literally tastes like nail polish remover. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a memory I wanted. And I was, like, very hesitant to start, like, drinking these. And I really liked them. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, no carbs, no sugar, no sweetener, only 100 calories. I was like, okay, so this is going to do me dirty as well as keep me skinny. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, <laughs> Skinny legend. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. So I was like, oh, I love it. I just love it. And the the brand is amazing. The company's amazing. So, so like fun and like like full of opportunity, full of creativity, and like just a great and a young company too. And based out of Toronto. That's where they're that. based out of. Yeah, like they are. Like their home office is right above Love Child. Really. Yeah. Where's their, like, brewery or, like, whatever, like, manufacturing? I don't know. Where is that? that Because, like, I'm just, like, I'm very low on the totem pole, so, like, I don't know. But, uh, well, actually, it's a part of Iconic Brewing, so that's also based out of Canada as well. That is so cool. I thought it was an American company. No, no. Cottage Springs is a base, is a made in Canada. Canada. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. It's a, it's a very great company, and I really, so cool. I really enjoy working for them. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> Every day should feel as good as a cottage day. Oh, my God. True. <laughs> oh, miss. I miss the summertime. I'm drinking um, Bodacious red wine. Oh, that was a great wine that I drank when I was of legal age. Like, that was a <laughs> It's the uh, one that's like the bourbon barrel aged red. Okay. It's, it's like... It's like, it's, I don't know how to like word it. They like put the red wine in a whiskey barrel or like a bourbon barrel and like let it age. So like it tastes so freaking good. And I'm just loving this vibe. Having some wine and having some bevies with Carter and I, like what could be better? So before we get into all the things, before we talk about your crazy beautiful life, before we talk about how our crazy beautiful lives (laughs) meshed and how we became one, and before we answer all the questions that everyone gave us, in the spirit of Podmas, we have to share our Christmas memory. So Carter, let's hear any Christmas memory that you have. It can be cute. It can be lighthearted. It can be deep. It can be whatever you want it to be. So let's uh, hear your Christmas okay. memory. <laughs> well, so let's let's picture this. Little Carter. Um, it's 20, 2012, I think. Like our first Christmas in Canada. I was in grade six. And like it was like pretty weird because like we had spent all these Christmases in Florida like growing up like not like not used to snow not used to cold like Christmas can is very different but um it was very exciting for my parents because like they both like grew up in this town and like my dad was specifically um excited because he wanted to take us to like his church that he went to like for Sunday school growing up and this was the church that like he went obviously on Christmas and Easter so we were going to that church that night for Christmas mass um was this midnight mass no, no, it was like seven o'clock. Okay, okay. No, as much as we loved, we loved church. <laughs> uh, we also love our beauty sleep. So um, we went to church, I think it was like seven or 8 p.m. or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not a big church for, but like, you know, I teach our own. I respect and I appreciate religion. 
But so we went there and I was like, okay, like I'm really excited for this for my dad. I'm excited for this new experience. So great. My dad was super excited. Uh, we get in there, we start singing some Christmas carols. I was like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> this is amazing. Having a great time. And and then the priest um, starts to like have a little discussion. And he, he then compares the Virgin Mary to a shark because sharks don't have to have sex to get pregnant. What? It was not five minutes after he said that that we we left the church, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I love Virgin Mary the shark." <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was a really great time for me, and we have not come back to church since. Oh my god, that is hilarious! One time when I was at church, our priest was really old, and I think he was like maybe like you know going through the stages of old age where you get like a little bit more forgetful and you sometimes Mm. don't pay attention to like the social cues or you like say really random shit and And sometimes put your blinker on and (laughs) yeah you forget to put your blinker on and like you know you put like your pants on backwards like you know just like the the normal age yeah exactly exactly. and one time not one time all the time during church because he was such an elderly person he would go on these rambles about nothing and it's so similar to that like comparing virgin mary to a freaking shark um yeah he would like always like go off on these like random tangents and we would always be like like what the fuck is this guy talking about (laughs) I was just so confused. I was like, you're really going to disrespect my girl, like, Mary like this? Like, you're just going to tell me she's a shark? She's a fish? (laughs) With guilt? No, I'm sorry. She deserves better than this. It's called feminism. So Jesus isn't really a human. He's a shark. He's a baby shark. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, literally. I got the dance going. Yeah. So it's just like, no, I'm sorry, sir. This is not Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Well... My Christmas memory is another one of the random things that I have stored in my brain. So in my hometown where Carter and I grew up, which we'll get into, we'll get into how we met and everything like that. Um, But we have this really small Santa Claus parade and it always happens in like November. And for it being a small town, they put on a good Santa Claus parade. And like all of the like small businesses in our town all have different floats and of course um our town has like a cheese factory a chocolate factory isn't there another factory there was a butter tart factory for a while oh and the bakery yeah yeah so the cheese factory in our hometown is phenomenal it is called empire cheese and it's so freaking good um but my family growing up were not the most well-off people um so getting cheese from empire was not an option because their cheese was expensive yeah (laughs) it was like 10 bucks for a block i know i was like i'm sorry (laughs) where's this cheese coming from like the golden egg or like the golden cow like yeah what's going on here so always at the Santa Claus parade, the cheese factory would have a float and they would give out bags of cheese curd. 
And <laughs> me being me, the, like I would go to the Santa Claus parade with a freaking mission. I was not leaving that Santa Claus parade unless I had a bag of cheese curd. And I would see like the Empire cheese float like coming. And I would make <laughs> sure that that float did not get past me without giving me a bag of freaking cheese. And then even when I was like older and my like brothers and like my sister were older and my mom was like, oh, we don't really need to go to the Santa Claus parade. I'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to the Santa Claus parade to get some goddamn cheese and here we are i want to be constipated okay yeah no here we are and i'm 23 and i'm like freaking lactose intolerant eating cheese farting everywhere farting through the snow if i'm gonna be constipated i wanted to be with some quality cheese is that too much to ask right like i i had to i couldn't let the santa claus parade pass me by and not get my free bag of cheese curds so yeah, I just love our hometown. And cheese curds are such a delicacy. Yeah, the cheese curds from our hometown are nuts. Like, if I'm going home for a weekend, I'm getting some cheese. Good. I love that. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a big cheese person, but, like, I do I do dabble sometimes with cheese curds. <laughs> but um, sometimes the consistency scares me. Like, I feel like I'm eating, like, rubber. And, like, I like that sometimes, but sometimes I'm really turned off by it. So, I'm like, <laughs> so, like, I'm kind of scared of it, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> Want to know something disgusting? Like, yes, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I like when cheese stays on the counter for a wee bit and it gets sweaty. That's fucking gross. (laughs) That is gross. I'm sorry. I'm ending the podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) The the texture of cheese sends me through the roof. Like, I shiver. Oh, no. So do you like soft cheese or hard cheese? I don't like cheese. Oh, my God. That's crazy. What do you do when you have charcuterie? I like, like, my cheese to cracker ratio is, like, 1 to, like, 75. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Actually, you know what? Something that I don't like that I tried. Well, I didn't like, but I tried with you for the first time, and I gagged it down to pretend like I liked it. Oh. <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> In the Vancouver airport. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry I made you do that. Airport sushi is not it. But, like, I Vancouver gagged it down. Um, and I was like, yeah, I like sushi. Let's share some sushi, Carter. Um, but now I actually like sushi. So you were really just doing me a favor. I'm just a blessing to everyone. It's like, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Carter, let's give a little bit of insight as to who you are, where you came from, how this beautiful, crazy, beautiful life came to be. Let's hear a little bit of your story. (laughs) Sit down, relax, and enjoy the show. Grab some popcorn <laughs> if you must. Um, it was a it was a a brisk fall day. Um, actually, not that brisk because your your homeboy here was born in America, the good old sunshine state of Florida. So um, I was born in Florida on November twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, <laughs> and Baby. my two parents had moved down there to start new opportunities for jobs. Uh, but they already had my older sister, but she was born in uh, Canada as well. So they moved down there, had me, and then we spent the first, like, 12 years of my life down there. But uh, we, like, did the school year down there. And then every summer we came back to the small town of Campbellford, which is where my dad was born, grew up, like, went to high school, all that fun stuff. And then it's also where my mom went to high school. My mom oh. didn't, like, grow up here. But, they, yeah, so super cool so like they're kind of like hometown locals which is like really nice but it was like kind of nice coming back to 
uh, Campbellford for the summers because we had all of the, our family was essentially in Campbellford or like just outside. Whereas like we were the oddball to just like, <laughs> we're going to go to Florida and have a good time. Aww. I was like, go. So I um, grew up in Florida, lived there for 12 years. And then we moved back to um, Canada full time when I was, well, I was like going in, I finished grade four in Florida and then I never did grade five. And then I did grade six in Canada because the cutoff, um, for the states was that it was like you have to be a certain age for like january to september mm-hmm. and like since i have a november birthday it, i just didn't make that so it was like one of the oldest grade fours and however that worked but then when i came to canada it's uh january to december yeah so i was like, one of the younger grade sixes and i was like cool and like i only knew two people going into the school which is morgan cook Lucy, and beatrice Muldoon. so I was oh like, my god i was like i don't care what you have to do but please put me in the class with them so she's the oh, I secretary. I love both of them. I know. Her name, so the secretary's name was Sandy. God bless her soul. Um, she was like, okay, like I can put you in a class with them, but you will be a grade six. You're going to miss all of grade five. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm a queen. I can do that. <laughs> and she's like, and it's also an extended French class. And I was like, that's fine. I've always wanted to go to France. So perfect. Literally came from speaking Spanish in Florida to fully flipping to like half my day in French. Oh, oh man, that was a mistake. Oh, no. I did not do well. It was fine. We made it through. But I, let's just say I still don't know how to speak French today. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, and then I did that. I went to Hillcrest Public School from grade six to eight. Then I went to Campbellford District High School where I met the crazy, beautiful Bethany Spears. Um, but actually, I think we met a little bit before that, but we can we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. And then after that, I just couldn't get enough of Bethany, and I went to University of Toronto, and here I am in my fourth year, just about to finish it up. So yeah, I uh, I'm a crazy guy. <laughs> I I love to hang out. I love to party. I love to socialize. I love to sing, act, dance. I love sports. Honestly, you name it, I'm down to do it. So. I love it. And you grew up swimming, right? I did, yeah. I was a very big competitive swimmer. Um, I, like, competed, like, a whole, whole, whole bunch. And, yeah, that's just, like, something that, like, was, like, a big part of, like, my childhood. Like, kind of whatever my sister did growing up, I did. Like, my sister was like, oh, I can swim. I was like, me? Me too. I'm right behind you, girl. Like, Aww. you jump in, I'm jumping in right after you. So, and then it wasn't kind of until uh, she went off to school when I was in grade seven that I kind of started to find, like, my own little passions of things. So, but that's where I think my love of sports comes from is definitely from my sister. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I remember like watching her when I was really little and she was like a cheerleader and she would cheer for the football games. And I was like, Oh, like that looks so fun. But then I was like, Oh, like I love watching football as well. So then I played football and I was like, okay, cool. And then little did I know that I was like, am I interested in the football or was I interested in going to the games to watch the cheerleaders? And here I am also (laughs) being a cheerleader myself. So super fun I was very influenced by my sister growing up so that's why we're so 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 close did you play titans football no no I played football in Florida so like I was very young oh my god that is so sweet and like what do you do now like what what's your vibe who are you who am I um okay so he's here and he's queer and (laughs) he's ready to go (laughs) um I am gay I I like to think of um I don't think being gay is like a whole is like who I am. It's yeah. a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just that. So like, um, honestly, like <laughs> I'm, I'm a go-to guy. I'm your, I'm your shoulder to cry on. I like to think I'm also your, 
your number one fan, and then I'm also the person that's going to shove seven shots down your throat when you're ready to go. So yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> so um, I'm on the palm team at U of T, so I'm full of spirit. Sometimes a little bit too much, <laughs> um, as some people might say. But like, you know what? We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? So. <laughs> Even in high school, no one ever had more spirit than you. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what this is inside of me that, like, it's just like, yeah, Carter, we want to rep every single thing we do. Like, I had, I bought two morph suits for high school just to wear around. Yeah. Who, who, who does that? Who buys morph suits just to wear around high school for spirit? No, I'm sorry. Who do I think I was <laughs> just walking around? And, like, a, like, I just showed up one day. I didn't tell anyone I was going to wear it. I just... I just showed up one day in an orange morph suit. Everyone was, like, scared shitless. The vice principal, like, came up to me and thought I was, like, an intruder. And like, who are you? And I was like, Miss Orton, like, it's me. Like, it's Carter Holmes, like, unzipped. I was, like, sweaty and, like, gross. And she was like, why are you wearing that? And I was like, um, do I not look skinny? Like, <laughs> Was sorry. that for Terry Fox? Or was it for yeah. Homecoming? I wore it for Terry Fox. I wore it for Homecoming. Honestly, you name it. I probably wore it for, like, a random Wednesday just to spice up your life. Like, Oh, okay, well, I guess this leads us into how we became <laughs> friends and how we became to know each other. So, weirdly enough, I knew you before <sighs> you moved to Canada because when y'all would come for the summers, um, my brother, my older brother was friends with, with your sister, and he would always yes. go to your home to go swimming in your pool in the summers. <laughs> And I remember it being like summer and I remember my mom like dropping my brother off at your home. And I remember that there was a younger brother, which was you. And we never met, which is so freaking weird. And then somehow before you came to high school, for the record, for the listeners who don't know us, I'm two years older than Carter. So I was in grade 10 when you were in grade eight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh my God, it's so weird that I was in grade 11 when you were in grade nine. I know. That is so bizarre, but I don't know how we knew each other before high school, but honestly, small town, you just kind of know people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we didn't, I, like, know each other, know each other, but we knew of no. each other. I don't think we really had our first, like, connection until high school, and, oh my gosh, I actually remember this, like, very specifically. I remember it was, like, one of the first spirit days, and it was, like, October. I was in grade nine, little, 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 little me, and be, like, here just, like, being, like, queen bee i like literally got into high school i was like um so it was like the first year day uh, and like it was twin day and me you um casey uh his samantha pike we all wore our gator sweaters oh yeah like on the swim team but i didn't know you were gonna wear one and like we like we didn't coordinate this and it just so no, I don't even think it was a spirit day. I think we may have just worn them. No, no, no. It was it was Halloween week. Oh, it was, it was orange, orange and black day. day. And I yeah. didn't even do swim team. I borrowed that sweater from Rachel. Yeah. Okay. So we all wore that sweater. That's what it was. Yeah. And I remember I was like wearing the sweater, and I saw you wearing it, and I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Do I take this off? What do I do? I was like, Do I wear this? Do I continue to wear this? I was like, what? I was like, I was just like in utterly shocked. I was like, I was like. Bethany Spears is wearing the same sweater as me. I was like, what do I do? And then, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, it's fine. Like I kept it on. We made it through the day. I just avoided you that whole entire day. I was like, any, anytime I saw that orange sweater, I would just bolt the other way. Oh my I God. <laughs> I'd like, I go downstairs and up to my class. I was like, okay, cool. By the very end of the day, 
I don't know why I couldn't avoid you. You were like everywhere I was going, you were going. I was like, I'm just trying to leave the school without like seeing her. Like I don't want to like be like I don't want to have this like interaction because I was like so nervous. But I ended up walking right by you. Like like my head was down. I was like not looking. I was like don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. And you're like Carter. I was like <laughs> like me turning around like shaking like we have to get a photo. And I I was like me get a photo with you. And then we got this photo. We got this photo. I was like, after after that photo, I like walked out. I flipped my hair. And I was like, yeah, I just got a photo with Bethany Spears. Who are you? Bow down. So, Shut the fuck up. I was not that scary in high school. <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't. I was just like, I was like, oh, oh my god. I was like, essentially, you were like the Britney Spears. And then now I come to realize why I like Britney Spears so much. Like, so. Oh my god. Also taken. In grade nine, weren't you like thirteen? Honestly, I think I was twelve coming into grade nine because I have a late birthday. Twelve, thirteen. 13 no, 14. I think you would have been turning fourteen. Like I think you would have turned oh, fourteen. No, I would have been. Th- <laughs> Jk, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would have been thirteen. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. You were so small. You were so cute. Like I was the epitome of like small. <laughs> yeah, and I think you were in junior jazz at that point. Yeah, I was in junior jazz. And I was in senior jazz. Yeah, so like we didn't like I like really idolized you, and I was like, oh my god. And then it was like that picture is just like what really sent me. And then from there, it was just like friendship. Yeah. So we went to high school together, and yes. obviously you guys got the picture. Carter did junior jazz the his first year. Everybody does. Pretty much everybody, unless you're like a music prodigy, is in junior jazz your first year. And then in grade yeah. 10, you either like stay in junior jazz or if you're good enough, you like advance to senior jazz. And then where was there a trip in grade when you were in grade nine? Yeah, Vancouver. Oh, my God. That was Vancouver. Yeah. Shut up. So we were we were pretty close by then. Yeah, we were close by then. Oh, my God. True. Because. For those who don't know, oh my god, there's so much we have to like tell people. So I know jazz in high school is uh, our high school is super competitive, super a elite. Big deal. It's a fucking big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge deal, and we did a lot of shows and a lot of competitions. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. though Carter and I were in junior jazz and senior jazz, all of our trips yeah. were together. It's mm-hmm. not like. You know, like how sports teams is like the senior sports team and the junior sports team like play on different days or whatever. For us, it was like all of our like if senior jazz was going to to a competition, so was junior jazz. If um like in the same like the same the other way around, but also like all of our shows. So like we had a ton of shows. We had like music festivals and performances and all these things that like we did together because that's just like how it was like junior jazz would go first senior jazz would go second so I guess that's really like when we started bonding and then in like what I think it's like April end of April early May was when nationals were and we went to Mm -hmm. Vancouver and yeah we were already super tight at that point because I guess by then we had done like all our shows we had done regionals. We had we had done yeah. drink lottery. We had done. And then Kawartas. we went to uh, Vancouver for nationals. Yeah, and then we went for nationals to Vancouver, and I'm pretty sure I sat on the plane with you and Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, we did sit on the plane together. Yeah, and we went to. Because I brought Whistler. my mom's iPad because I didn't have like an iPhone at that point, 
And Mom's like, sure, you can take my iPad to take photos. And I literally remember bringing around this clunky, huge iPad. <laughs> and we're taking selfies on the plane. <laughs> on an iPad? That is hilarious. It's like carrying around a baking bigger tray. Than, bigger than me, like, at the point. <laughs> yeah, and then we did Vancouver that year. Mm-hmm, we did. And then... And it was so much fun. We had a great time. We had such a good time. And then throughout the years, we just got closer and closer. You did musical yeah. theater. You joined our theater company. Yeah, I joined West Bend in grade nine as well. We did Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then it's kind of like from there, like, kind of when you stopped West Bend, I also stopped West Bend. And then we also did Further on the Roof, where we got married, and I still consider you my wife to this day. Yes. Um, And then we also went to New Orleans, where the iconic story comes up. (laughs) Only the real ones know that one. Uh (laughs) Um Probably Anastasia's like listening to this right now, like fucking dying because she knows what she happened like, in New she Orleans. Knows what that is? She's like, oh, I know. I got food poisoning in New Orleans for the record, and Carter was my bus buddy. We sat on a bus together, like thirty six hours down there, and like twenty four hours on the way back. And I just want to say, if that doesn't show true friendship, <laughs> I don't know what does. In the twenty four hours on the way back, she had food poisoning. In every bump that we hit, I was very nervous. <laughs> I thought I was gonna shit my pants every single time we hit a bump. Um, her hand. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good one, but yeah, we got super tight in high school. We mm-hmm. like, we did like everything. Like we had all of our jazz together. We had all of West Bend, a ton of musical theater performances and different shows. And, um, I was on a lot of the sports teams. You're on a lot of the student council stuff. So mm-hmm. you were always like planning like the sports events and you had so much school spirit that you were impossible to avoid. <laughs> yeah, I kind of made it known. I was like, if you're not going to be here and cheering on, then like, I don't want you here. So. <laughs> and then I graduated and I graduated when you were in grade 10. Yeah. So like grade 11 was my first year without you. Oh my God. And that was so sad. That is so sad. <laughs> I walked the halls every day looking for my blonde, my blonde girl. And I was like, where, where? Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, it was a uh, it was tough without you because I was like it w- you were such a big like influence on like like my high school career and like Aww. but um and so much of an influence that I just happened to not get enough of you and was ready to like you know what here I come U of D. Yeah, and then um when I was going into third year, you were going into first year. Yeah. And I just graduated, so we ended up spending three years at U of T together. Three years together. Yeah. I just. I just convinced her to stay another year. Yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> I had to do it just for you, and just so I could still get into the basketball se- basketball games. Um, yeah. And see you dance. That's the only reason why I did a fifth year. That's the only reason why I did it. It's like honestly, we just like do things for each other. Like I'll buy you eggs. You stay an extra year at U of T, and like it just evens out. You know. <laughs> it all evens out, and like I'll just pay exactly. a whole extra year's tuition so I can scan my T card at basketball games just to see ju- just to see you <laughs> shake it on that basketball floor. And I just got to say, I love my fans. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing that I've always really, really admired about you most, even from when I first met you in high school, when you were this like small little innocent boy, you were so cute. But I always admired how incredibly confident you are. And I think when you come to mind for a lot of people, um, the first thing that comes to like the forefront of their brain is your confidence. And I know that it's a quality that a lot of people struggle with. And I know it's a quality that a lot of people lack. 
So like what aspects of your life um, and your upbringing and your experiences do you think made you into this confident little bub of just happiness and joy? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to say that like, I don't, maybe, I don't think I was always confident. Like I was growing up, I was a fairly confident person. Like I kind of was like, you know what? I want to do that. I'm going to go do that. I was in grade four and the girls were dancing. I was like, you know what? I want to go dance. And then I remember I was like running across like the field and like from my like little dance class to go to the like playground. And like one of the guys was like, Hey Carter catch. And they threw a football at me and it was like a good distance, like 25 yards. And I caught it. And then I said, I'm going to go to the playground now and stomped on the football and then walked back. So I like, I had confidence growing up. Um, but it, like my confidence a little bit diminished, like kind of when I, uh, got to Canada a little bit. Cause I mm-hmm. think I was discovering a little bit more about myself and my sexuality and stuff like that. And, um, but I definitely tried to like push through and still like do things that like made me happy because like, I would always like, do singing, do some sort of acting or like performing or like some sort of put me in the spotlight because that's where I'll thrive. So doing that always like made me feel happy and gave me confidence to do something the next day. Um, but then like in grade nine, I, I struggled with a little bit of bullying and that definitely like diminished my confidence a bit. But each year of high school, I'd say my confidence grew even more and like, confidence isn't something that's like easy and like sometimes someone can look like they have the most confidence in the world but they may actually like there's a great line that i love to say is fake it so you make it yeah and sometimes i was faking it and sometimes it's just just like the circumstances but sometimes like if you pretend to smile like smiling so easy to do and being happy so much easier than being negative um you start to like think those happy thoughts and get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, but I, I find a lot of confidence in really doing what makes me the most happy and like doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've always kind of like, I was like, you know what? Like let's, like I was very scared to wear like skinny jeans. I was in grade 10. I was like, you know what? I can wear skinny jeans. I can do it. Yeah. And I did it. And I remember one of my friends came up to me and was like, wow, skinny jeans, they look good on you. I was like, yeah, I know they do. And I've known they were going to look good on me for a while. And I think it's like, confidence is fun if you like, if you have fun with it too. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to tell yourself these things. Like, I think uh, it comes from like, self-growth. So like, if I tell myself I look good, then I'm going to feel good. And I can present myself as looking good as well. Yeah. So, um... But, like, I I think the main thing about being confident is just, like, owning it. Yeah. Do you think confidence... You true and authentic to yourself. Yeah. Do you think confidence is something that you just have or you don't? Or do you think it's, like, a a process that you, like, work on? I definitely think it's a process. Like, I'm sure there's, like, some people that are, like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's confidence. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely think it's a a process to work through because I went through phases with, like, like lows and highs and but um I definitely think it's something that like you don't you grow with and you work on and your confidence level is is something that's fluid yeah so yeah it's definitely something that's fluid I think that's a good thing to keep in mind because we look at people like you who are just like 
always like out there and just like radiating and beaming and it's so easy to feel like oh like why am I not like that but even someone like you who is like so confident like so just you just like glow and like if you're in a room you know that you're in the room you know what I mean and it's so easy to look at people like that and be like oh like what about me but we have to remember that just like you said like confidence is fluid and like we don't always feel that way all the time but like for me like I chose that I was just going to be confident and I was not going to give a fuck it was like a very active like I'm choosing this it wasn't like a, it's, it's I'll be confident mindset. when. You really got to work towards it. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to kind of work on it. And like, also like, let's say those people in the room are looking at me like, why can't I be as confident as them? I may be looking right back at them. Like, why do I always have to butt in? Why do I have to say some weird joke? Like, why, why can't I just keep my mouth shut? Like, why can't I be a little bit more reserved? Why? Like, I like, you know what I mean? Like, there's qualities that I'm sure people look at me for and I look at other people for. Like, why can't I have that? Why can't I be that? But I think a big thing about confidence is also like self love. Like you gotta, you gotta love yourself. You gotta be proud of yourself, and you gotta go for it. And like, like you said, like I actively made a choice to be like, fuck it, I'm going for it. So, and I think that mindset is amazing, but it's so fun. Like, like sometimes I will literally walk down the street, and I'll, I'll make sure I have friends with me because I love an audience, and I'll be like, here, <laughs> hold my phone. Hold my phone. I want you to put on Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Okay? And I, watch me strut. You know what? Because it's fun. And when there's people to enjoy it with, I think it makes it all the more fun. And I think confidence comes from the upbringing of other people as well as yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely something that you do a lot is, like, you, like, clap and, like, cheer on everyone. And, like, I just feel I am like... a cheerleader. <laughs> Even in in high school and in uni, like, you literally are just, like, there to hype up everyone around you. And I think that, like, reflects back on you and, like, even hypes you up. Like, because to hype up up others, you got to, like, be out there and you got to, like, cheer them on and, like, be loud and be vocal. And I think that just, like, really helps, like, bring out the confident aspects of yourself. And then for both of us, like growing up like on stage in musical theater in Mm -hmm. jazz I think that had a lot to do with it and like if you're not confident right now like you can like I don't want our listeners to be like well I didn't do musical theater I didn't do jazz and I lack confidence exactly and I don't I don't think the definition of confidence is black and white I don't think that you you need to be a public speaker I don't think you need to be clapping cheering everyone on I don't think you need to strut down the street to crazy love confidence can be like hey you know what, I wore this this shirt that I really wanted to wear. Like, hey, I wore these cool-ass shoes. Or, hey, you know what, I went and talked to that barista at Starbucks. Or like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what, I got a Big Mac instead of a junior chicken at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's however, it's very individual. It's very specific. Um, but uh, one thing that I also, sorry, I want to touch on is that when you said, like, I'm always here to cheer someone on, is that I enjoy being in positive environments. I think it's so much easier to be happy. I think it's so much easier to be positive. And if I'm going to be the person that is feeding or like starting that positivity, I'd I'd be that person every single day if it meant that we had fun, if we meant that we had a good time. Yeah. I think that it creates a a good memory, a good 
uh, feeling for everyone. So if I can make someone else feel better, then I'm going to feel good. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Cause that's literally just like who you are. Like for as long as I can remember, like even if we were in dressing rooms, getting ready for jazz shows, you were always like, like, oh my God, like your makeup looks so good. Oh my God. Your dress looks so good. Like, like Bethany, that booty's popping and your hair looks snatched. <laughs> <laughs> And like, okay, I see that. I like food. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Um, we got, we, okay. I'll have to post some old photos of us. Um, because oh, for our jazz shows, Lord. we would have to get like really dressed up, like really formal. Like we were putting on a show and we I think hard. that like <laughs> a lot of my confidence and I've never really thought about it in this scope until literally this moment right now, but in our high school in jazz, you could be whoever the fuck you wanted, wanted and you fit in. And I think that that really helped me with my confidence in high school was because like I was friends with so many different people in high school and I was friends. I was part of so many different groups. I was with the jazz people. I was with the rugby people. I was with like the, the, like my friends and just like my like everyday like group of girls. And I felt like I was friends with so many different people across so many different friend groups that I personally didn't have a specific friend group. But something that I really valued in our experience is in high school was that in jazz, you could be whoever the fuck you wanted and you were celebrated and you were cheered upon and you could like go and put on a show on stage and like our music teacher would just lift us up and we would all like lift each other up. And it was just something that I think built a lot of my confidence. Yeah. I think confidence also comes from support. Yeah. So like, I'm very fortunate to grow up in a very supportive household. I'm very calm or, um, grateful to have, Oh, sorry. That's my home phone. Oh my God. She has a home phone. This is 2020. Almost <laughs> I, I told my mom we need to get rid of this. This is embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I'm writing Kathy an email. Um, <laughs> I'm writing Kathy an email right now. I'm sorry. She's canceled. I'm kicking her off the show. Um, but just support, 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 because that yeah. you don't know how much that's going to help someone else. So, and I don't mean to be like, oh, like, I'm a guru. Like, I'm confident. Like, no. Um, I woke up yesterday morning. I was like, oh, I look ugly. Okay. Let's go look pretty now. Okay, let's put on a filter. Like, let's make myself feel better. And you know what? You do what you got to do to make yourself feel better. It's all about how you make yourself feel better. Some people, it's shaking their booty. Some people, it's playing Minecraft. For you, you tell me what makes you feel better. Yeah. But I totally agree with you that, like, your friends should uplift you and cheer you on. And yeah, I don't know. I found that through uni. I definitely found that through the rugby team and I found that through my friends and everything like that. And I feel like maybe you too have like found that with Palm or just like surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Amen, sister. Like, yeah. If that's one thing that I could like tell myself, five years ago is surround yourself with people that make you feel good and that are worth it because like not life is short blah 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 blah. but like honestly this is your life spend it with who you want to and who makes you feel the best Mm -hmm. definitely i'm so glad that that we're friends because you make me feel fucking awesome (laughs) me too (laughs) okay someone asked a question on instagram do you think having confidence and being egotistical get mixed up? And I think that they do. Yes. I think they do all the time. Like, there's a fine line between, like, confidence and cockiness. And uh, I 
I'm sure lots of people know this, but like I definitely cross that line sometimes because I feel like that also comes from like being gay sometimes because like that's just my sass and like it's just a fun time with that little personality of myself. But I think that they do get mixed up because um, I think confidence comes from a genuine place and a pure place and cockiness comes from a very proud place yeah, and a very like a sense of like entitlement. Yeah. Which can, can be bad, but also can be good. Like sometimes we need to be a little cocky and sometimes like if I'm going into a job interview, I'm like, <laughs> I got this, you know why? Cause I'm the best bitch they've ever had in here. So, <laughs> and like then when I don't get the job, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't have that, but that's okay. We'll get them next time. So yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, I've, that's probably the thing I got called the most in high school was cocky. And I, I don't know, like, I just remember like always like talking to like my mom about it or like my brothers or my sister. And I found that that was the thing I got called the most, uh, in like a mean way. Cause like, honestly, everybody gets bullied in high school. I'm not going to be like, I got bullied in high school. Cause like, yeah. Honestly, I didn't have it that bad. I just experienced the normal shit talking that every other fucking person experiences in high school. So that was definitely the thing I got called the most. And I definitely think that being confident and being cocky get mixed up a lot because I've talked about this before on the podcast, but if you're in a room of people and someone says like, oh my God, like I hate my legs. And then another person's like, oh my God, yeah, like I hate my legs too. Like my legs are so fat. And then everyone in the room starts being like, oh my God, yeah, like my legs are so fat. Like blah, 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 blah. But if you're the person in the room who's like, I have fucking awesome legs. I love my legs. It's so much easier to fit in if you're like hating on yourself and hating on your body. And then if you're the person who's like, no, I think I have a great body. I think I have a great ass. I think I have great legs. You're fucking cocky. Because we all have like so much insecurity like I don't know like and I found that a lot during high school it's like I've always known I'm a good singer I've been a good singer since I was a child and it's so much easier to fit in and be like oh like I don't know like you know what I mean one to set the record straight I never thought you were cocky I thought you. you were a fun fun person to just hang around that knew her stuff and that was ready to show the world what she had. Aww, so thank you. You go, sister. But um, that's I totally agree with that because like it's so it's so easy to be negative. It's also so easy to be happy and so easy to be positive. But being negative is almost like something you do to fit in. And I don't understand why it's like that sometimes because I'm like, why would you not want to promote yourself in a positive light? One thing I've been doing this semester <laughs> this is just a fun little tidbit um <laughs> i have been every time i look in the mirror i just go oh my god i'm so pretty Aww. and honestly i've been believing it like and i do it more of like a joking matter but like i've been like i've been believing it and i'm just like i literally tweeted the other day and you know who liked it at 3 a.m i tweeted at like 2 30 a.m i was like oh it's so hard being this pretty that's just me being a fun little man that i am <laughs> but you know who liked it at 3 a.m miss pg and i was like yes i love you <laughs> I I laughed so hard. I literally have a screenshot on my phone. She's confident. Cindy Paul Goodwood liked. It's hard being this pretty. <laughs> like, oh my god! For reference, she's one of our teachers in high school, and she is amazing. Bomb. 
I love her. I love her. So, so, so much. I have her on Twitter too. And I'm just like, you're a baddie. I love you. She's a baddie. She's I love amazing. her. But so honestly, I think it's just like finding those simple things. It's just like the difference between cocky and confidence is where they come from. I yeah. And I think like if you're, if you're analyzing someone or if you're like interacting with someone and you're wondering like, Oh, is this person like being confident or are they cocky? Like if you personally think that someone is being quote unquote cocky, maybe reflect and say like, is this my that own insecurity? Yeah, exactly. So it could be something from that. Like, you never know. There's always going to be someone that's like cocky and that you're going to, that's not going to rub you the right way. And you know what? Like, Sometimes that's those people in your life, but then sometimes there are people that are like, you know what? I'm proud of this about myself and I want to share it with you. It could come across as cocky, but they may not be giving it with the intent of being cocky. So, yeah, I think intentions are really, really important to consider around people's so, like. I totally things. agree. Like, I just believe it's so important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of our listeners asked, what was the hardest thing for you to adjust to when moving into a big city from our small town? So you go first. Okay. So I was beyond excited to move to the big city of Toronto. Um, but one of my like biggest struggles from moving to the city was accepting that it was okay to be who I am. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, it was third week of school. I was on a date with this guy. I was holding hands with him. And we were walking down the street just, like, normal. Like, as if everything was normal. And I literally, like, hold my hand away. And I was like, this is weird. I was like, I'm, I was, like, I'm not comfortable. He's like, and he looked at me. He's like, no, like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to worry about this. Like, so coming to terms that it's it's okay to be every single part of who I am was, uh, was a big thing for me. I remember, like, once I, once I was comfortable and I held his hand back when we walked to the sushi restaurant love my sushi um, and we had a good time I remember I actually texted Mr. Noble and I said hey I just held a guy's hand in public for the first time and, and he was like oh my gosh like I'm so happy for you but it was oh it was God. I think that was like moving away from home while was a struggle doing laundry learning how to like wipe my own ass like it, <laughs> it was like so hard but like I think that was like probably the biggest thing for me that was like just fully realizing that it's okay to be me Wow. Oh my God. That is so sweet. That is so touching. Mm -hmm. I love that for you. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's really, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of really, really good things that like come from where we grew up. Um, and like, even you like texting that to like one of our teachers, like that like warms my soul. Like Mr. Noble, you guys, and the teachers at CDHS, like they just, they just, I don't know, they support you, they love you, and I just feel like our high school experience was a lot different because we were so close. I have an amazing high school experience. I would go back into high school in a heartbeat, and I can't tell you how many people, like, look at me in disgust when I say that. They're like, I hate your high school, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm -hmm. No, i go back to high school in a heartbeat. But then there's, like, a huge, like, liberation that comes from leaving our small town and going to the city. And you're just yeah. like, holy fuck, like, I can be here and I can be every aspect of me and, like, no one's going to judge me for it. So, like, I just love that for you and I love that you had that experience. Thank you. What and was, I love that you it? remember it. Yeah, I, I remember, like, pretty clear as day because I remember I came back um, 
for I think reading week or Thanksgiving, whenever I was back for my first break, and I came and saw Mr. Noble, and we we sat down, we had a whole talk about it, and oh it, was, it was really nice. That's really special. Um, I think the hardest thing for me to adjust to, going from a small town to a big city, was not realizing that a lot of the things. I don't want to throw shade at our hometown because mm-hmm. I love, I love my, I love our hometown. I love the people. I, I love it. I, I just, I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else. And I, like one day I look forward to moving back there when I can get a job. Um, but there were a lot of things that I would say and a lot of phrases that I would use that I had no idea were like racist, homophobic, and just not okay. And like, I didn't under, I didn't understand like what these things meant. I didn't understand that like, oh, people don't make jokes like that here. And I think that was a really hard thing for me to adjust to, but a really necessary thing for me to adjust to was being like, oh, like I am surrounded by so many other cultures. And I went through a steep, steep, steep learning curve where I was like, oh, that's not a joke here. Yeah. I can I can fully test that as well. Um, I, it wasn't maybe as steep for me, um, but I can I can definitely like see where uh, myself also dealt with that. So yeah, it was really weird because it, it's not like I was I was not homophobic. First of all, I've never been homophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have never been like a racist person. I've never like been transphobic or anything like that. Um, exactly. Like we don't we don't come from um, families or backgrounds with those uh, views either. No, but not at it's all. The the micro dosages of of racism or transphobia or homophobia um, that are kind of deeply ingrained into this town. Yeah. That may not be um, as like evident to our eyes, but like to visitors' eyes, they may be. Like if you grew up here and this is all you know, it's how do you see something else different? And like, then I can someone can definitely argue like, well, why don't it's definitely upon you to to learn this and stuff like that. And I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so instilled in this town, which is which I think it's progressively getting better which is yeah. good um this is a small town of 3,000 people the majority of these people are um white cisgendered um heterosexuals yeah that are of the age of 60 um, <laughs> yeah which which is fine like it is a farming retirement community so we do have a lot of closed-minded people so it's it's definitely something that i i think a lot of people struggle with when they leave because they're like oh like I can't say that. Like, I I said something. I thought it was a joke. And someone looked at me like, I can't believe you just said that. I was like, oh, my God. Is that is that bad? Like, I thought it was a, I, I was just trying to be funny. Like, I just, I didn't know that came from a place of this. Yeah. And then someone, but I really appreciate and respect. Instead of someone calling me out and saying, like, that's awful. I can't believe you just thought you're not my friend anymore. I really appreciate if someone says to me, like, hey, do you know what you just said? They're like, oh, no, I just made a joke. Well, do you know where that joke stemmed from? Oh, no, I don't. Okay, let me inform you. And then if I was to make the joke a second time, that's when I would totally understand if someone was like, <clears throat> next, please. So Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate when someone takes the time to inform you, and I totally also understand that it's not everyone's job to educate you on what you may be doing um, that isn't 
uh, isn't right. Yeah. Or uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a steep, steep, steep learning curve for me. And I think that's a steep learning curve for a lot of people who are from hometowns, like small, 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 pretty, pretty white, um, cisgendered, able-bodied, um, towns that have more churches than grocery stores. Um, Oh my God. I swear there's one on every single corner in this town. And like, I think every time I walk by, I'm just going to go up in flames. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why am I here? (laughs) But yeah, that was the hardest thing for me moving, moving from my hometown, moving to the city was just like this steep learning curve that we had to, uh, we had to, to, to go through. Okay. Someone asked a question about U of T and I think since we're into like the serious things right now and there's more lighthearted things coming, um, someone asked, do you think U of T actually lacks mental health resources or is it the health system wide? And I want to know where you stand on this because I have a really solid opinion on this. Okay. Um, I do think U of T does lack mental health resources, um, as I'm not the most versed in um, their mental health resource plan, which um, I totally should be. Um, I can't. I don't want. I can't say too much about it because I don't feel as though I'm educated enough on it. But mm-hmm. I do think that there has been enough um, outspeak about it that there needs to be more of a change and more of um, more resources put out there for students because one, we do. Uh, stress so much academic uh, pressure on students. So I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, the system-wide, I, I'm, I again, I've never really struggled with mental health, maybe minorly, but it's never been something that I need to consider going to health resources for, so mm-hmm. I, I can't attest to it as fully as someone maybe with mental health. Um, uh, with mental health. Yeah. Um, be able to attest to so, but the system-wide, I believe that there still might be a stigma uh, with mental health. So I feel like that could be something that could be worked on with the health system-wide. Yeah. For me, I feel like U of T... So I just want to preface this by saying, like, I am white, cisgendered, able-bodied, straight. I just want to, like, address, like, my intersectional <laughs> or lack of intersectionality. Yeah, of course, of um, because I couldn't it's be, true. like, the more like normative person in our society. Um, but I'm very fortunate and I recognize how incredibly fortunate I am to have not experienced really, really, really poor mental health or mental health to the point where it needed like intervention. I've always been a happy person. I've always been an outgoing person and I haven't really had to use U of T's mental health resources. So again, like Carter, I can't speak to the resources too much because I personally haven't experienced it. But what I do know from my friends and from other people who we've chatted with is, and people who are Carter and I's friends who have really relied on our resources is that there's not enough and there's not enough in the healthcare system. There's not enough that is financially feasible, that is financially attainable. Um, but what I do know and what I can speak to is the fact that U of T puts an unnecessary and unhealthy amount of stress on every single thing that we do. I feel like U of T is unnecessarily hard. I feel like they make... I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's fucking whack. Like, they make our classes <sighs> stupid hard. This shit is rough. <laughs> this shit is whack. <laughs> like, oh my god. I'm just like... 
You're gonna tell <laughs> Example example freaking A. I made a discussion post and my professor took the time out of his day to message me and say, You didn't really understand the question, so your discussion post is at best marginally um acceptable or something like that. And I was like, Was that necessary? Yeah. If I don't understand the question, then maybe you need to explain it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like U of T makes the classes so hard for no fucking reason other than, like, holding up their, like, academic record and, like, standing and, like, all this shit. Like, there is no reason why our classes need to be that fucking hard. And I'm not saying if you don't go to U of T, your school experience isn't hard. Like, it's hard. All colleges, all universities, all apprenticeships, everything, all of that is hard. But the level of stress that they put on you and the level of robotic, like, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like when I talk to other friends and a number in the system, like that we are not treated as human beings and individuals that all have individual learning strategies and growth. Yeah. And it's fucking whack. Like I've spoken to other friends who did their undergrads at other colleges and universities in Ontario. And they're like, Oh yeah. If I was like having a hard time, like with an assignment, I would just like message my prof and be like, Hey, I can't get this in on time. Um, can I have an extension? And like, that doesn't exist at U of T. Like if you're Mm -hmm. not handing it in, like on the deadline, like you're either getting a zero or you're getting a 10% reduction right away. Yeah, I have had some, like, amazing profs that have helped me out when I was in a, a, a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that So I do think there's a human connection there, but I, I don't think it does come from the profs. I think it does come from the, the university as a whole. Oh, 100%. They hold themselves to such a high standard that it is diminishing students' confidence as well as their academic ability. 100%. And it's not on yeah. the profs at all because the profs are just following the protocols that they're being given. Exactly that they're being told to follow. Also, I would also like to address my, my privilege as well. I am a white male. I am a um, homosexual. I almost said heterosexual. <laughs> Ew, so sorry. I'm a homosexual. I'm able-bodied. And I'm cisgendered. Um, but, and I have not experienced mental health in the way that I needed to seek health resources. Yeah. Um, so anything I do say is not, uh, I would say, from personal experience. But I do think there needs to be more done. And I think that this is some like just because we can't necessarily see this physically as like a broken arm doesn't mean that this shouldn't be treated as seriously. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it really speaks volumes as to the mental health, the mental health crisis going on in the province, in the country worldwide right now because of the pandemic. Um, But also in U of T specifically, like students are taking their lives every, every semester of every year on campus and there still hasn't been any sort of reform. So I think U of T has a lot of, of work that they need to do. Okay. Let's switch it around. Let's do a complete 180. We, we, t- 180. <laughs> crazy. I love Julie. She's amazing. Honestly, I, I would go straight for her, but like kind of but like not really. Like, it's like, okay. This is a fun question. What's your biggest secret? Um, I can say mine first if you want. Okay, you go first. You go first. My biggest secret is that I secretly am not in love with Danny. I'm in love with you. (gasps) Oh, my God. That's my biggest secret. I'm not in love with Danny either. I'm in love with you, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shit. That's my biggest secret ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a secret. Okay. I don't think I know this, but I'm gay. (laughs) 
holy shit, no <laughs> way. I never knew that. I know, I know, it's crazy. That's... But um, I actually have to think of that. Like, I'm a pretty, pretty open person. Like, if you tell me, if you ask me something, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, what's up? Like, what do you want me to answer? Like, what do you want to know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I wish everyone could see how much I'm flipping my Santa hat around as oh, my way. Um, but like, I would be the best Trixie Mattel mini that there ever was. Um, but it's fine. You need a wig. <laughs> I do need a wig. I think that'd be so fun. I think that'd be okay, so fun. Okay, that's my biggest secret. I think I want a wig. I want a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would love to see you dancing in a wig. Oh, I think I'd be hot. I'd be such a hot woman. Yeah. You need, a, like, a good wig, though. Like, one that, like, looks right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's you know go wig I mean? shop. Yeah. Aren't there, like, lace ones that are, like, lace in the front? I think so. I don't I don't know much about wigs. I, I never know. had to we may need to read some wig books before we go shopping. Okay. Okay. That's honestly probably a good idea. Okay. This is a fun question. Have I ever dated someone that you hated or that you didn't like? You can be honest. Okay. I don't think you've ever dated someone that I hated at the start. <laughs> like there's been people that I was like, okay, um, what's the thing? Who did you date in high school in like grade 11, 12? We can't say his name. Okay, perfect. Call him Kyle. Um, okay, let's oh, love that name. <laughs> I have so many bad memories of people with Kyle. Anyways, um, I love him because I didn't think he, um, like, did much for you. Like, Lizzo, I'm going to quote Lizzo. You're supposed to hold me down, not hold me back. And I think he held you back. Oh, my God, you're so right. Holy shit. Oh my God. I just, I just, I was like, you know what? Like, I think he's, I think he's attractive. I think he's a good person, but I don't think that the match was good enough that like, I was like, no, no, no. I know Bethany. And I, you need someone to be like, all right, here's your crown queen. Go off. (laughs) So, and I don't think he did that. I think he was like, all right, here's your broom. Here's your uh, cooking thing. Now get in the kitchen. And I was like, (laughs) No. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another one that I didn't love um, that did a very mean thing is why you broke up with him. The one I dated during uni? Yes. That was so fucking random. I've talked about that on the podcast before. And I just want to say every time I've seen him, I have, like, coughed something very rude when he walked by. <laughs> And, like, every single time I see him there, I swear there's something stuck in my throat. So it's fine. That I've, like, definitely talked about this guy. I dated this random guy during uni who was so... Like, it was literally just, like, a, I want a boyfriend and this person will be my boyfriend. Okay, can I also say how I felt about him? I thought he was really nice. Um, but talking to him was like talking to a piece of plywood. Yeah, it's like talking to a brick wall. Like he was so fucking weird. A blank, a blank face the whole time. I swear he was catching flies with his mouth because it was open. Yeah. And I was like... Good sir. Yeah. Can you look me in the eyes when I'm speaking to you? <laughs> he was strange. I don't even consider him like a significant partner because I dated him for like a couple oh. months and I was like, you're fucking boring. Perfect. And then he Who cheated on he? me with one of my friends and then I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's where I said, no, sir. <laughs> and that's where I said, a bitch about to get stepped on. <laughs> so. I've actually never like really hated someone that you've like chit-chatted with yeah that's the thing like I don't think I've like hated any of them I just don't think they were the correct match for you yeah 
Yeah, no, I've definitely felt that for you too. Actually, I've hated every single person you've ever dated because it's never been me. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm just going to let you know a quick secret. Um, I am still gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your biggest turn off? Turn off? Yeah. Okay, um, girl, the list is a lengthy, but um, I'd say let's let's do top three. Okay. So I'd say if they don't have like a drive or like a passion, I don't care if you went to school. I don't care if you don't have a job. If you are like, you know what? I'm planning on going to school. I'm working towards it. You know what? I'm really passionate about going into fashion. I'm going to do fashion. Or you know what? I love my job serving and I'm going to work my way up to a manager. If you have some sort of drive, love that. So if you don't have that, bye. See ya. Um, punctuality. If you are late, <laughs> see you never. No, thank you. <laughs> and someone who doesn't respect their family. Yeah. Oh, I hate family. I hate my mom. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> they raised you. Yeah. I understand family situations are not um, always the best. And like, sometimes like there is valid reason for that. But like, you're presented with a good upbringing and maybe you and your parents don't see eye to eye on everything. Like that's, that happens. Mm-hmm. That that's happened with me. I still appreciate and respect everything my parents have done for me. Cause I'm, and I'm very grateful for that. So I think connection to family is also something that turns that I like. So if you don't have that, then. Yeah. I'm actually really similar to you because like the, literally the very first thing you said, I was like snaps and claps. It's like, the biggest turnoff for me, for friends, for anyone, like not even in a relationship, but like any single person who is going to be in my life, um, I don't want anyone in my life who is not motivated. Yeah. Like, like it shows, I love when I can see someone's passion about something. I'm just like, ah, that's so off. Yeah. Especially in a partner, but like, even in a friend, like I want the people who I surround myself with to always, not always, cause you can have your bad days, but like, I want to be around people who motivate me and inspire me to make my life more crazy and more beautiful. And I just, I don't hold space for people in my life who are unmotivated, who are stagnant, who don't have goals or dreams or aspirations because that's yeah. just not enjoyable for me. Yeah, I agree. Like I truly value and people who inspire me to be a better version of myself. And like, if you're not like that, yes, then, yes. Yeah, then that fucking on, step like, aside, get out of my life. My bed. Like live, laugh, love. No, sorry. Oh, I want that above my bed. <laughs> I want that above my dining room table. <laughs> if that's not on my wall six times when I'm 60, I don't want it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. We had a ton more questions, but honestly, I think we have covered all the bases and we have gone through a lot of things tonight. So I guess the last thing that we will uh, leave ourselves with, because obviously today another lockdown got announced. So someone asked us the question, if there's anything you wish you could have told yourself at the beginning of the pandemic. And I think this is kind of a fun question because this is like a second lockdown and it's also like the start of a new year. So is there anything that you wish you could have told yourself during the first pandemic looking back on it now? Um, I would say, like, keep those connections with who you want. Mm -hmm. Like, 
really take this time to like dig deep and like where do you want to make a connection with yourself and who you want to make a connection with like my favorite thing that i've enjoyed it like obviously this pandemic was uh not not easy not fun not for good cause or anything like that but the best thing i've done out of it is i've spent quality time like i was locked down i was like okay the people i'm locked down with well, let's make the best of like in good quality time i can with them yeah like quality time is so important and spending these these times we'll never get to, well, hopefully we'll never get to be in a pandemic again. So what can we take advantage of being locked down? What can we do? So mm-hmm. I would say to myself, I'd be like, hey, Carter, sit down, chill, and then like stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy something. The, enjoy the people that are around you. Something I think that everyone can, like, the question is like something I wish I could have told myself at the beginning of the pandemic. And it it's something that I did and something that I'm glad that I did, but I just like fucking dug deep and I like did some mega soul work and I was like, who am I? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And as most of Ontario was entering a second 28 day lockdown, quote unquote lockdown, um, I think this is this is a huge opportunity to do some deep digging and some deep diving so that by the time we get to go back out into the world and by the time we get to throw it down in the club and drop it low hmm, and, down, <laughs> and have fun together and all of those things, you can step yeah. out of the 28 day lockdown, truly like the best version of yourself that you have ever, yeah, exactly. ever, ever been. So take the time. Girl, if you want to watch Netflix three days in a row, <laughs> do it. If you want to work out every single day, not me, but do it. If you want to eat a whole bunch of junk food, do it like this is your time to literally well if you're working work please work do your school work all that fun stuff but do nothing do nothing just sit there enjoy be enjoy being locked down yeah like, i sometimes people are like oh this is so crazy i can't believe i'm in a lockdown like oh my god i'm so quirky like uh, like like, oh, like i just i'm just gonna sit here and i'm gonna scroll on tiktok for an hour <gasps> whoa can i do that any other time probably not no. Right just enjoying it. I was like, so make the most of it. It's exactly. it's a sad thing to make the most of, but like make the most of it because we're gonna be in like our like late thirties and and early forties, looking back and being like, wow, I'm so overworked and so tired, and I wish I didn't have to go to work. So just like own this shit. Like if you're not working, fucking own it. And like if you, yes, that sounds like insensitive for people who are finding like facing financial struggles, but like if you don't have like a lot of finances to like worry about and you can just be like off work and like comfy during this time, like don't fucking stress about it. Just own it, relax, chill, and it's it's gonna be yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay, totally Cardi, well where can everyone find you? Because I want people to follow you. I want people to see you popping oh up in their lives. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um you can follow me on Instagram. Um, Lil Holmesy, L-I-L underscore H-O-L-M-Z-I-E, Lil Holmesy, my, my dad's name is Holmesy, and I was obsessed with Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne growing up, so I am Lil Holmesy. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. Um, I have a LinkedIn, am I on there? No, I'm not that much of an adult, so, um, just my Instagram right now, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, everyone I needs a little bit more cardigans in their life. Oh my gosh, I am here to give all of my cardigans, which sounds so sexual, but I'm here to give it all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your crazy, beautiful life with us. 
Uh, I love being a part of your crazy, beautiful life. And thank you so, so, so much again for this opportunity. I am so grateful. This is like such a fun thing I've looked forward to this holiday season. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. And happy ninth day of Podmas. Oh my God, happy ninth day of Podmas. Three days till Christmas. Oh, I'm Ah! so excited. It is a beautiful life, my friend. Oh my gosh, it is beautiful life. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening to The Crazy Beautiful Life. If you'd like to leave me an Apple Podcast review, I would really appreciate it. And make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I'll see you all next Monday. It is a beautiful life.